never be the same. Shout it, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God one more big praise this morning. He's worthy. Amen. Amen. Excited you're here. I believe that we have a word today that's going to change your life. Amen. If we can just keep you from getting ticked off long enough to get changed. Amen. You know, it's just, you know, I've grown up in church. I realize that the easiest people on the planet to offend are believers. And uh, uh, we, we have this mindset that we just know everything. We got, you know, Jeremiah 33.3, it says, Call unto me and I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. One translation says, I'll show you hidden things, fenced in things, secret things, things you couldn't possibly know. God wants to, God wants to reveal things you couldn't possibly know. So here's, here's the thought. Now, just, just think, okay? Just think. Here's the thought. Is why is it that we don't call on God then? I mean, God, he probably knows some stuff we don't know. He wants to tell us stuff that we don't know. And he said, call me, and I'll answer you. You got friends that don't answer when you call. Come on. They, they call or ID you. They look, nah, I'll get that later. God said, God said, call me, and I'll answer and I'll tell you some stuff you don't know. Let me tell you why you don't call God more. Because you think you know everything already. We're under, we're under the mindset that we got this. You know, we understand. Hey, yeah, I've been here before. I know what I'm doing. And, and we miss the whole point. That God wants to give us insight for every step. Because some of the steps that you know are right, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Well, I know I'm right here. That's not the point. The point is, is that God is going to position you to bless you. Right? To, the word bless means to be positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. That God wants to put you in a spot where you'll have breakthrough when you need it, where you'll have uh, power when you need it, where you'll have more than enough right when you need it. God's, God's always, you know, it's about movement. It's filled position. You know, that, so that you don't have to run 98-yard Kickoff return. You know, he's positioning you to prosper you, to help you. He's not trying to hurt you. You know, how many of you, how many of you recognize that there is opposition in life? <laughs> Anybody have any? You know, oh, yeah, we got all this opposition. You, you know, think, think about it. in the church world, you know, probably if you said, what's the greatest force of opposition to us? We'd say the devil. I, I, I don't have enough time to d- debate this with you today. The devil's defeated. Okay, uh, I understand he's throwing some stuff up, but he's just a nuisance. That's a sideshow distraction. You know, you, you have victory over the enemy, right? If you're positioned right, if, 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 you, if you know who God is, and you know who you are in God, then you'll recognize that the enemy really isn't a big issue. You're here to demonstrate his defeat. You get out of bed every day just to humiliate hell. Hello? I mean, come on. What a job description. Yeah. What are you going to do today? Humiliate hell. <laughs> you going to swing over hell on a cornstalk and spit in the devil's eye. Just irritating him. But, you know, in the church realm, what's your opposite? Hell. You know, the, the devil. Well, think about it. You know, there's all kinds of opposition. You know, you, you know, this season, a lot of people think the government is opposing them. A lot of people, you know, uh, the bill collector is opposing them. 
the, the doctor is opposing them. The, you know, the, their boss or their employees are, are, are opposing them. Their, their spouse is opposing them. Just wanted to see if I got an amen there. It wouldn't be a good place to give one, but I just thought, you know, I'm just fishing, you know, looking for suckers. <laughs> and, you know, think about it. With all that opposition, but the Bible says if God be for you, If God is for me, who cares who's against me? Huh? God, that'll preach. If God be for you, who can stand against you? Well, have you ever wondered, well, what if God is against you? Deep yogurt right now, right? If God opposes you, who cares who's for you? You know, I mean, we get it, that if God's for us, it doesn't matter who's against us. But if God's against us, I don't care who's for us. Well, God would never, God would never be against us. Yeah, he would. And I'm going to read to you where. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, this, is, this message is designed for you. I can feel it. Tell him. <laughs> Look at this, First Peter 5, verse 5. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Look at that. For be clothed with humility. God resists the proud. The New Living Translation says that God opposes the proud but gives favor to the humble. God resists the proud. God opposes the proud. If you're operating in pride, can I just tell you today, it doesn't make any difference who's for you. Because all of a sudden, you've taken a stand against God. Um, you know, if we, if we really think about this, I, there, are, there are weekends, there are messages, there are opportunities to speak into your life where it's, it's informational for a lot of people, transformational for others. You know, in other words, you know, we're talking about healing. Well, you know what? It's informational for us that are walking in hell, but for people who are sick, that could be transformational. Right. Uh, you know, we're talking about marriage life. Well, it's informational for the single guy. It's transformational for the married guy. You know, they're talking about financial prosperity can be informational or transfer. It's not always for everybody. You know, life changing at that moment it has the power. You know, all scripture is given. We got that. But 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 there are but there are there are there are there are topics which impact some people more than others. This one today, can I tell you? It's for y'all. This is, this is yours. We're, we're going to talk today about uh, the key principle. Can I tell you that with, with pride in your life, you won't even get saved. We talk salvation, but without understanding the principle, you, you can't get saved. You can't be led by the Spirit. You can't walk in love. You can't walk in faith. You know, without this principle. And, and the greater... You understand this principle. Well, here, let's just, let's just read on for a minute. God resists the proud. He gives grace. Uh, he, so humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he might uh, exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Uh, be sober and vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. According to the, this passage of Scripture, 
The people, the individual who will clothe himself with humility will, number one, I hope you're taking notes today because we're going to cruise, man. And uh, uh, you can get the CD. They're eighty nine ninety five. Um, just kidding. Uh, but according to this passage, people who are clothed with humility will, number one, be given grace. Two, they will be exalted in due time. Three, they will be aware of and experience God's care. Four, they will be empowered to withstand the devil. Think about that for just a minute. That if you are clothed with humility, in other words, if you are not living under the influence of pride, you will be given grace. Grace is not a blanket you hide your sin under. Grace is an empowering agent that empowers you. It's an ability that is above and beyond your own ability. See, God will ask you to do things. He'll lead you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He'll lead you into situations you couldn't possibly afford. He'll lead you into problems you couldn't possibly solve. Why? Well, because when grace comes on you, all of a sudden, it's bigger than you. You have an ability that is beyond your ability. So at the end of the day, when you are standing in the winner's circle, there's no doubt that God shown up, worked on your behalf. Sometimes your mountains are so steep so that you have to run out of strength to recognize your need for his strength, his strength, his grace. And he said, to those who are clothed in humility, I'm going to give them grace. You know, it's really important that you understand that he's going to give grace because that means grace is a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. You don't earn grace. Grace is a gift that's given to those who are clothed with humility. According to this passage of Scripture, those who are clothed with humility will be exalted in due time. Well, what does that mean, to be exalted? It means to be lifted up. And there's a lot of people in the room right now, I would, I would submit to you that there's people in the room right now that could, that, that could find it very handy should God reach into their situation and lift them up right now. Lift them out of a financial situation. Lift them up out over a physical situation. Lift them up out of a relational thing where instead of being under that thing, they're over it. Can I tell you the perspective that changes when you're not under the pressure, but you're living over your circumstance? According to this passage of Scripture, if you're clothed in humility, you will be aware of and experience God's care. Shut the front door. Do you know what it is to have God caring for you? Huh? To where, you, you know, think about it. Instead of stuff keeping you awake all night, you go, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a nap. God never sleeps. He can deal with this. Talk about a peace that passes all understanding, that keeps your heart and mind riveted to Him. Where you recognize that, you know what, I'm clothed with humility. God's given me grace. God's going to lift me up. God's going to take care of this mess. I feel like going to sleep now. <laughs> or you can just say, there are not enough words in the English dictionary to describe to you how much I don't care about the problems, about the circumstances, about the situations. You know, people come to us all the time, and, 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 uh, and, and you know, life can be pretty traumatic. And they walk in, and they got situations, and we're talking real stuff, guys. And to be able to say, listen, uh, why, don't, why don't first, we, before, we get, before we get going here, let's just breathe. But, but, but no, there ain't no buts here. You know, it's, here, here's the deal. He careth for you. You don't need to carry this. You don't need to carry this. 
you know, man, man, I've been called up on the phone, you know, and and some of you, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, don't don't take that. He talked about himself a lot. Well, I can't talk, really talk about you much because you'd sue me. But uh, you know, uh, my I've been called up on the phone, you know, and and members of our congregation have just been killed in a motorcycle accident. And be able to walk into the home and say, okay, we're going to join hands and we're going to pull the peace of God into here because we have more life than death. More hope than despair, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more life than death. Hello? What an awesome thing to have God caring for you. According to this passage of Scripture, if you're clothed with humility, He empowers you to withstand the enemy. Sometimes, you know, you face situations, you face forces, you don't have the power to stand against that. But because of the grace of God, the power of God, the love of God, Operating in your life, you can stand against anything. I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. You can handle it. I'm telling you that the power of God, the grace of God will do for you what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. You'll, you'll step out of that thing and I'm telling you, you're bulletproof. Talk about humiliating hell. But the other side of the coin is, is it says that he opposes the proud. Don't you think for a minute that you ain't got pride issues to deal with? Every single one of us has some issues with pride. Amen? But he said, clothe yourself. I got a question for you. How many dressed yourself today? Right? A lot of you, that didn't happen. A lot of you, nope, didn't dress myself. I'm here because my mama made me wear this. <laughs> you know, we have, we, have so many weird, we have so many weird mindsets when it comes to humility and, and being humble. And, you know, if I ask, matter of fact, I'll just ask the question. How many of you today are humble? Hold your hand up. Not very many hands. Can I tell you why? Because there's not very many enlightened people. Well, I can't say I'm humble because if I say I'm humble, then I won't really be humble. You understand how dumb that is? Clothe yourself with humility. Let's say that this jacket, see, if people say, wow, it's like a tuxedo today. Yeah. Got an illustration. Let's say the jacket is humility. Are you wearing a jacket? No, I'm not wearing a jacket. Looks like you're wearing one. Well, I can't admit I'm wearing one because if I admit I'm wearing one, I'll no longer be wearing one. <laughs> Who put that on you? I don't know. I just was walking around and suddenly the jacket was on me. <laughs> is, is that, I mean, you look at me like he's on crack. Of course, you already do, but it's okay. You understand what I'm saying? No, 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 uh, because if I tell you I'm wearing a jacket, I won't actually be wearing a jacket, and I need to be wearing the jacket, so I can't admit I'm wearing the jacket, because if I ever do admit I'm wearing the jacket, the jacket's gone. <laughs> See, the enemy knows, the enemy knows that if you're not clothed with humility, you won't be given grace, you won't be exalted in due time, you won't be aware of or experience God's care, and you won't be empowered to withstand him. So what does he do? He tells you, don't ever admit you're clothed with humility. Don't live smart. Be stupid. And we go, okie dokie. <laughs> Why? Because the world has this weird mindset and a weird definition of humility. And the church has allowed that mindset to infiltrate the church, to pollute our thought so that we wouldn't have understanding. Because the enemy knows that if we ever get clothed with humility, we're going to have power. Ability above our own ability. 
We're going to be exalted instead of put down. We're, we're going to have the ability to withstand the enemy. So, so he's, got, he's got to figure out some way to separate us from the, from the clothing of humility. Do you ever go looking for a specific article of clothing and you can't find it? Like in your kid's room? <laughs> I, I think, you know, we've, we've raised three boys. Well, Shelby's raised them. I've been a cheerleader. And uh, she's done a great job. And uh, uh, you go into the boys' rooms, and they're looking for, you know, they, it's, it's funny to me because they only, they only wear, like, two things. They have a lot of other stuff that they use to cover the two things that they like to wear. They can't find it. They're looking around for it. You know, there are moments in life when you need to be able to find the article that you need to wear. You know, the Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, you want to talk about some great clothes that you need to get on. You know, the, you know, the garment of praise. A lot of times you get caught with your praise down. <laughs> get it? You, know, you get caught with your praise down. And, and, and so the spirit of heaviness dictates your life. You need to know where that's at. You need to know how to find that. You need to know how to go to the spiritual closet and pull out humility and slip it on every day. You don't want to leave the house without it. It's hard when you can't find it, right? When you've got so much other stuff. You ought to go to Todd's closet and look in there. He's got 375 Harley Davidson shirts. You know, am I telling the truth? A bunch of Harley Davidson shirts, and they're buttoned up, and some of them are T-shirts, some of them are long sleeves, some of them are sleeveless, and he's got four of them that he wears all the time. And, uh, and you can't, you know, and what are you laughing about? Let's, let's go over here. He's liking the fact that I'm picking on you, so I'll, I'll shift it over here. How's that, bro? Oh, baby, this is going to be fun. <laughs> you got to be able to find this stuff. Come on, you, you need to know. You need to know how how to get it. You know how, how to get the clothing of humility on because it pays to be clothed with humility. You know, you can't buy into the world's definition. You can't, can't buy into these crazy thoughts that tell you that, well, you know, if you go after humility, you'll never get it. Because then you won't be humble. You'll be proud. You can't buy into this mindset that says that you enter into humility without purpose. And when you actually get it, you won't even know you got it. That's stupid. You can't buy into a mindset that says if you ever admit you're humble... You're pride. You're in pride. You, you can't buy into this thing that says if you have humility, you won't have vision. You won't have dreams. You'll be spineless. Because, you know, humility means that people can make you do anything they want, that you don't have a backbone, that, 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 you, are, that you are weak and timid and, and a floor mat. Anytime the church's definition agrees with the world's, the church is wrong. Hello? Well, if I put myself down a lot, it's because I'm humble. No, it's because you're ignorant. And I said that with, you know, ignorant. Yeah. I just want to make sure that Chris can understand. Um, if you're thinking right, well, you know, know your audience. Uh, if you're thinking right, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just getting started. If you're thinking right, you have to go after humility on purpose. You got to dress yourself. You got to dress. You, you know, you can't have Berta lay it out for you every day. You got to get up and put it on yourself. It takes 
purpose to get it. Okay, uh, you've got to you've got to be willing to admit I've got it on. I'm walking in humility. I'm living in humility because it'll enlarge your vision. It'll increase your dream and it'll strengthen your backbone. I'm telling you that you're the only one who can cause you to live in humility. God can't make you humble. Can I just, I just got to tell you this. God can't make you anything. Well, God is in control. No, he gave you dominion. He gave you authority. If I was God, I would have never done that for you. I'm just, you know, getting real. But he put you in charge. If God could make you stuff, well, he'd make you nice. He'd make you tithe. He, he, he'd make, you know, think about the stuff they've got. But you're, if you're going to walk in humility, it's because you are going to walk in humility. You're going to make some choices. You're going to use some discipline in your life. And you're going to walk in humility. It's up to you. And I'm telling you, you kind of want to get away from the pride thing because, uh, well, just listen. Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes shame. Proverbs 13.10, by pride cometh contention. Only by pride cometh contention. What's that? Quarreling. You find an argument, there's pride there. Uh, Proverbs 16.18, pride goeth before destruction. You know, I used to believe that uh, the only power that could destroy a believer... Uh, was the lack of knowledge. The Bible says, for my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And this week, you know, when, when I tapped into this, I got to tell you, give you a little backstory. I started studying this, and, and I found that scripture, you know, that, that in the New Living that says that uh, God opposes the proud but gives favor to the humble. And we've been talking about favor, the favor of God, and, and we want to press into the favor. And we, we want to win the world, but before we can win the world, how do you know that we got we to operate effectively in our own culture? Right? We've got to have the right influence. Uh, by the way, favor is actually influence. Right? And uh, Well, I thought if I had favor, I'd have a bigger house. Yeah, that's the byproduct. But the, but the reality is the favor of God is influence from God. And, uh, and, and, uh, and before we can influence the world, we need to in- influence our culture. And we need to be you know, uh, making a difference right where we live. And before we can do that, we, we have to be able to influence our house. Right, the domestic realm. We we have we, we have to you know my, I, my my boys need to know that uh, the is real. My my boys need to know that I ain't faking it till I make it. They need to know no, he's got real relationship. My wife needs to know that, that that you know my that my influence to make a difference in their realm. See, has got to be real. Well, in order for that to happen, so so we talk about the world. But first, we got to hit the community before we hit the community. Got to hit my house. Well, before that can happen, I got to let God influence me. On a a personal realm, I've got to get real with God and let God become real with me. Which means that a lot of my mindsets and belief systems that I have, you know, because you say the word church to somebody and, poof, a picture pops up in their head. They're always wrong. You know, say God, and and I don't know what you see, but God's wanting to reveal himself to you. But he needs you to know the truth, right? And so we've got to get this into us because... uh, See, if you're destroyed for a lack of knowledge, what's the lack of knowledge? Well, the lack of knowledge is the fruit of pride. God's not trying to hide stuff from you. He's trying to bring revelation, insight, understanding, discernment. He's called you out of darkness. Darkness is the absence of information. 
translated you into the marvelous light of his dear son. What's light? Light is revelation. You're not supposed to be separated from that. You're not supposed to be in a lack of knowledge. You're supposed to have an abundance of it. Well, if you're destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, how did you end up in a lack of knowledge? Pride. Because you were unteachable. God couldn't tell you what you needed to know because you wouldn't listen to God. Proverbs twenty nine twenty three: a man's pride shall bring him low. A man's pride shall bring him low. You know, pride, according to Jesus, pride is one of the things that can defile you. The word defile means to disqualify or to pollute. Look at this, Mark seven twenty. He said, that which cometh out of a man, that defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. These evil things come from within, and they defile the man. That word defile, it means to pollute. You know, picture a river that's flowing. is just the pure, pristine flow of a, uh, you know, of a crystal clean river. And then man shows up and begins to add ingredients that pollute the river. What do those ingredients do to the river? They cause the river to be less than the river God intended it to be. The enemy shows up into your life to bring ingredients that would pollute you so that you are not all that God has created you to be. Well, the difference between the river and you is the river can't stop you from polluting it. But you can prevent the enemy from polluting you. You're not a victim. You have power. You have authority. So you got to go strive for humility. Proverbs 22.4. By humility and the fear of the Lord, those are riches and honor and life. How many of you want some riches? The rest of you guys that don't want them, would you receive them and I'll come get them? Right? You think, it's, you think it's humility to say, well, I don't need riches. Yes, you do. If you are going to do what God's called you to do, you're going to have to have riches. Well, we just need enough to get by. That's not humility. That's stupidity. Because if you don't have enough to help somebody who ain't got enough, then you ain't got enough to get by. You need riches, honor, and life. Can I just tell you that you, you, you need to be living large. Thank you for that. Huge amen. Well, Pastor Tom, you know, we just, you know, when it comes to prosperity, we just think, you know, that we're just satisfied with what God's given us. You're an idiot. You have to, you have to believe God for more. You ain't got to keep any of it, but you got to use all of it to impact the, listen, it pays to serve God. Can I tell you why a bunch of your non-believer friends don't want to have anything to do with your God? Because they don't want to live broke like you. Oh, he's preaching good now. You ought to have, you know, Jesus came that you would have life in abundance. Hello? In abundance. What's that? More than you could handle. God said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out so much you couldn't possibly contain it. Well, don't you buy into a mindset that says, well, we just don't need that much. Yes, you do. Okay. I just know what I'm preaching on next week. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. Uh, 
<laughs> let's, just, let's just drop down to James 4. Look at this. God giveth more grace. Everybody say more. Can I just say this to you? I know you're a little touchy right now. Where are you going, Chris? Chris, Chris, Chris. Potty breaks later, man. Where are you going, bud? Okay. God, God giveth. <laughs> God giveth more grace. Everybody say more. Oh, God wants you to have. Well, we don't need more. Slap your neighbor. Okay. God gives. It's important to understand gift because a gift is something that you've done nothing to deserve. He gives more grace. So he says, God, resist the proud, but give grace to the humble. How many of you want grace? Amen. Okay, so we got you to that point. How many of you want more? Okay, so look at verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Huh? Come on. Here's what we want. Check it out. God gives grace. He resists the proud. Okay, so i got to get out of pride into humility. How do I do that? Verse 7, submit to God. Everybody say submit to God. Say it again. Submit. Okay, say it together. Submit to God. It can't be that easy. Yes, it can. Well, aren't there hoops to jump through? Yeah, and if it's too easy, we set them on fire. No, you, you submit to God. What does it mean to submit to God? It means to retire, withdraw, or yield, and yield. So you retire from your way of thinking, withdraw from your way of feeling, and yield to his way in acting. You retire from your way of thinking, you withdraw from your way of feeling, and you yield to his way in acting. What happens? That, now you're clothed with humility. All you got to do is give up your way of thinking. See, a lot of us dig our heels in. Well, because I'm right, you're missing the point. God wants to empower you with more than you had before. So he needs you to retire from your way of thinking. But I'm right. You're missing the point. The point is not were you right or were you wrong. The point is God wants to increase your power. So he needs you to submit. But I'm not wrong. That's not the point. God wants to increase your power. So he needs you to yield from your way of thinking. Withdraw from your way of feeling. Don't be driven by your emotions. And yield to his way in acting. Just do what he's asking you to do. Because he wants to increase the grace that's going to operate in your life. Jesus is going to teach a bunch of adults a lesson. So in Matthew 18, he said that at, at the same time, the disciples came to him and said, Who is the greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus called a child, a little child unto him, and said, set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as a child, you will not enter into the kingdom. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this child, the same is greatest in the kingdom. A couple of points I've got to make really fast. Number one is Jesus didn't gather his guys around and say, okay, I'm going to tell you how to be really mediocre and have a kind of a sucky life. He said, I want you to aspire for greatness. I want you going after a greatness. 
man, don't, don't settle for average. Go after greatness. And let me tell you how easy it's going to be. It's going to be like, it's going to be like you've just becoming one of these, one of these little kids, man. Have we got any young guys in here? Any young guy? Right back there. What's your name, bro? I can't hear you. Will you come here? Adrian, give him a hand as he comes. Would you? It's awesome. Oh, come on. Big hand. Big hand. Come on. Come here, buddy. This is so awesome. Amen. Come here. I'm going to do a little interview, okay? What's your name? Adrian. Adrian. You happy you're here? Yeah. How happy? Really happy. <laughs> Me too. What were you doing? Watching you. You rock. Sometimes I look at Chris right there. He's not watching. What do you want to say to Chris right now? You better watch him. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, my God, man. You rock. Okay. So do you like being up here? Yeah. Better than being out there? Yeah. You want to spend the rest of the day up here? No. Okay, just checking. Well, I, I really appreciate you and, you know, coming up and helping me out. You know what? What? That I appreciate you. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stand here. Hold this. You, you want a five and five ones or a 20? A 20. Now do you know I appreciate you coming up here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's yours, by the way. Don't don't give it to your mom, dad. Don't give it to anybody. That's yours. Get, give him a hand. Give him a hand. Thank you. You can go now. You can go now. Adrian's like a genius. Okay, I asked, I asked the kid first, was that enough? He said, yep. Okay. Uh, l- let me tell you what Adrian just did. Uh, he, he responded to a call on his life. He was sitting there doing one thing, you know, thinking whatever he was thinking, feeling whatever he was feeling, doing whatever he was doing. But when I called for him, he retired from his way of thinking. See, he's thinking, I just go to church, sit there, be good, we'll hit DQ on the way home. You know. He withdrew from his way of feeling. Because, you know, I just don't, if he felt like being up here all day, he'd be up here already. You know, he yielded in action to what somebody else in authority had asked him to do. Jesus said, that's how you're going to become great. Because you're going to be doing one thing, and I'm going to speak to you. Come here. And you're going to think, well, I should probably finish what I'm doing. You're in pride. Um, we're in pride. You know, because you know, there are children that you can say, hey, would you come here? And they go, uh-uh, no way. Or, or, or another response is, I'd like to see you get me up there. You know, I, again, we had boys. You ever seen that look? You, know, you guys that had boys, you know, they come, yeah. I see that look when we talk about offering. 
I'm going to be pastoral for just a minute. You can't tell me to give to one day. Yeah, I can. You can't tell me what to think. It's my stinking job. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I have to do. I'm supposed to give account. I'm supposed to watch over your soul. Your soul is the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. The Bible says that someday when you show up before God, guess who gets to show up with you? You know, he gets to give an account for their soul and do it in such a way. The Bible says live in such a way so that they can do it with joy. Not so that when they call you up, okay, what do you know about this? Oh, my God, here he comes. You know, you, know, you, you, you kind of, you know, I, I, I have to talk to you about the way you think. I have to address that. If I don't, you go through life stupid, and then it's my fault. But once I tell you, you're on your own. You know, you, you wouldn't believe the flack that we took. Flack, is that better than crap? I said crap earlier. Flack's probably better because we're in church. Flack. Okay. You wouldn't believe the flack I took on, on, on a, a barefoot Sunday, on Father's Day, when we, when we came in without shoes. We're going to leave the shoes here. You wouldn't believe how many people said, you can't, t-, because you, you went over the top. You said that if you walk out of here with shoes on, you're going to tackle us and stuff. And I said, I'm going to. Well, then I'm not coming. Well, stay home, you big baby. You big prideful baby. You can't tell me. Of course I can tell you, because God tells me what we're doing, and then we do it. Well, when do you get to walk in humility? Every service. Can I, let me just say something. How many of you guys enjoy the water, the coffee, the tea? Every service. You don't, you don't understand. That's totally against my grain. I mean, to do it at all was like God had to move because I don't want to do it because, you know, my, the way I was raised, yeah, coffee in, in, in here, Holy Spirit can't move if you've got a cup of coffee in your hand. You know, now I know it was stupid, but that's how I thought. And then we started doing it, and I realized, oh, God's got a plan, and he's doing stuff, and I had to yield to that. But then one day we didn't have it and people's response to it. And I thought, oh, yeah, you'll never have it again. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't getting one more bottle of water. You have pride out of my dead fingers, you know, because it started getting under my, it started, man, it started bothering me, you know, because people come up and they take their water and they open it and they take a little sip and then they set it down and put it back on. Just wasted the money. And then they leave it there. They haven't even got enough energy to carry it to the trash can. So we get to come in and pick up after you lazy selves. I'm just telling you, just getting real now, just being transparent. You know, I'm the guy that goes to Costco and gets the water. I ain't never had anybody say, hey, thanks for the water. I have them sneak down the hallway and steal them so we ain't got enough to come in here because there's big signs out there that says don't touch it. But they think, well, I'm different. It doesn't apply to me, and they take the bottle off. I hate that. I want to tackle them in the hallway and beat the hell out of them because that's what I've been called to do is separate you from hell. Yeah. But no, God says, nope, you're going to withdraw from your way of thinking. You're going to walk in humility. You get water, and it forces me to walk in humility. Don't talk about it right now, Todd. You feel better, Chris? I've shifted back to Todd. When when does this humility thing, when, when does it impact us? Every step of our journey. Every step of our journey. Well, you're not going to make me give to one day. Well, I'm going to make you feel like a loser if you don't. 
Why? Because I'm trying to get you to humble yourself. Why? So that God can give you grace. So that God can lift you up in the financial realm. So that God can do things that weren't possible beforehand. It's easy for me to come after you on stuff like one day. We ain't keeping it. So it actually, it really is very, very liberating to look at you and say, you're given to one day. You know, I thought about I, what I wanted to do. What I want to do is have the buckets up here and have people that are given to one day bring it forward. So that you couldn't have hidden back there and pretended like you did. When Shelby and I got married, uh, my, my father did the ceremony. It's the first time in my life I saw my father nervous. Really. You know, he was a prize fighter, logger, uh, drill sergeant. He was a pretty strong, big man. In our wedding, he was so nervous, he forgot Shelby's name. <laughs> What's her name? And I went, crap, I don't know. <laughs> Who's the dude with the shotgun? <laughs> no, just kidding. In our wedding, they, they forgot to put the communion stuff out, so we faked it. And he, he, would, he didn't even have a cup. He said, here's, here's, here's the cup that represents the wine. And his hand was shaking so bad, he spilled the wine, and we didn't even have any. No, nobody there knew we'd faked it. And that's how a lot of us, that's how we give. Fakers. Of course, God knows. See, see, a lot of us, nobody knows we're in pride. So we think. God does. When you're in pride, it doesn't make any difference who's for you. It doesn't make any difference that your mama and your grandma and your neighbor agree with you. Well, I talked it over with my boss. He says I'm right. It doesn't matter. Because God opposes the proud. And if God's against you, I don't care who's for you. Well, they've elected me anyways. You won't win. Because God opposes the proud. You're not going to have breakthrough. You're not going to be able to sustain divine health. You're not going to have more joy than sorrow or more life than death or more peace than chaos or more hope than despair or more provision than lack or more health than sickness. You will not have that unless you take these three steps to a greater you. And you want to know what's crazy is it's too easy. It's just too easy. Like a little boy on a back row. Stop what you're doing and respond to the Spirit of God. I'm praying for you today that you clothe yourself with humility, that you let God lift you up, that you let Him give you more grace than you've ever had before, that you allow Him to care for you in areas of your life that you've never seen His care before, that you would in Brace his ability to empower you to stand against the enemy. That your life would be so radically different just because of one principle. Humility. Doesn't mean you're weak. It'll actually make your backbone stronger. It'll grow your vision, increase your dream, and build your confidence. 
because you'll recognize it when I'm walking in humility. I'm walking with God. Now, no weapon formed against me matters. Amen? Close your book, bow your head, let's pray. Father, we thank you today that your desire, your plan is to